Lekutah Sichis Chelak Chaf Aleph Vayakel Sicha Aleph Lili Nishmis Reb Yosef Binyamin Ben Reb Nasha Kaltman. The Sicha is also a Siyum and Hilchas Beis Habchira LaHarambam. Hilchas Beis Habchira is the first set of halachas and Sefer Aveda which speak about the building of the Beis Hamikdash. The base Habchira, the house that was chosen by Hashem. These are the last two halachas. It is primarily an Indian in Nigla. However, the even the Nigla de Kehesber, even the Nigla de explanation has a very Hasidisha twist to it and a very Gishmaka Sicha. In Sof, when I'm let's in Pedic for Nilchas Besabchira, at the end of the last chapter of Nilchas Besabchira. In Velchen, the Rambam is bevaried the dinu for Shmiras Amigdash, which primarily the Rambam is discussing the laws of guarding the Beis Amigdash. Noch dem v'yeres metayir in Halacha Yud Aleph. After describing in Halacha Yud Aleph the eleventh Halacha, which is the second to last Halacha, v'yazay dikeren rabbi Yedin in Devri, b'shachar kaidem sheyala mudashachar samachloi. How the kerenim every morning before the break of dawn. They would inspect the, the Azara, the Beis Hamikdash, holding two torches of fire in the Azara. The Alts is in ordering to make sure that everything is in order in its place, ready for the day's work. So that's what the altar, that's what the Rambam says in Halacha Yud Aleph, and he describes how it was done. They would come in, there would be two groups, they would walk in two different directions, they would meet at the end, and they would say to each other, Shalom Hakoil Shalom. Peace, all is peace. After that, Firtush the Rambam in Halacha Yud Beis, Bifnei Atzma, the Rambam then concludes in the next Halacha, Halacha Yud Beis, which is in a, in a Halacha for itself, even though, as we're going to see later, it continues the discussion of Halacha Yud Aleph, the Ramam writes as follows, Kaseyder following this protocol, meaning the two, I mean the, two, the two groups, the Kayanim going in two different directions, meaning at the end, this entire protocol, Oisin is done every single night, meaning at the end of the night, Chutz Milele Shabbos, excluding the night of Shabbos, which, Although they would and do the inspection, but they're not carrying torches in their hands. Rather, they are using the light of the lamps that were lit from out of Shabbos. Probably the reason for that is because it's Shabbos and they didn't want to carry fire on Shabbos. So therefore they used the light that was already kindled from before Shabbos. So there's a well-known question by the Mepharshim. In this case, the Kesef Mishnah and others. The Rambam Paskins in numerous places Shavuz is a prohibition on Shabbos that is only a rabbinic prohibition. Something that Min HaToyra would be allowed and the Rabbanon, the Chachamim, for whatever reason, made a they instituted that this should remain Usr, even though Minatayda wouldn't be Usr. However, in the Beis HaMikdash, ain't Shavuz B'Mikdash. These things that were prohibited by the Chachamim are, are not prohibited in the Beis HaMikdash as part of the Avodah. So that, and the Ramam agrees to this. The Ramam Paskins, there's in numerous places. Oh, until the Nehrez B'Shabbos, the Chachamim, 
to carry the candles, to move the candles from place to place, not to kindle the candles or to extinguish the candles, but just to move them from place to place is only a nisr shvus, is only a dirabanon. You're not allowed to light the candle, you're not allowed to extinguish the candle, but to move an already lit candle from the, and to carry it with you as you inspect the Beis Amikdash would only be a Nisr Shvus, only be a rabbinic prohibition. So the question is, why is there an issue of the Kayanim holding these torches in their hands if it's only a Shavus and there's no Shavus prohibition in the Beis HaMikdash? The Kasef Mishnah answered, so the Kasef Mishnah answers as follows. Ashani Hacha, the Efshir Benedis Adlukim of Shabbos. This case is different because there is another way. It's possible to inspect the, the Azara with pre-existing candles as they are hanging on the walls or wherever they were De- uh, placed before Shabbos. Since there is a possibility to be to inspect while avoiding to transgress the Shavuos, therefore we do not permit the Shavuos. In other words, the Kasamishna is saying, when do we say when there's no other choice? But if there's another choice as there is in this case, we don't say this question needs further examination. As other Mepharshim ask, the Rebbe references the Mishnah al-Melech, both the Kesef Mishnah and the Mishnah al-Melech are noisei kalim of the Rambam, are commentaries on the Rambam. So the Kesef Mishnah defends the Rambam's position by saying that in this case, we don't say Ein Shavuz B'Migdash because there is another option. Says the Mishnah al-Melech, this, this answer isn't understood. The Raman Paskins paskins in the Halachas of Yom Kippur. Ah, this is with regards to the fact that the Koyen Gadol had to go to the Mikveh five times during Yom Kippur. During the day of Yom Kippur, there were five instances where the Koyen would change his clothing from either the gold clothes to the white clothes or vice versa. And at that time, the Koyen Gadol would go to the Mikveh. Says the Rambam, if the Kohen Gadol was elderly or he was ill and having to go into a freezing cold mikveh five times in one day would be dangerous, then then we heat up slabs of metal in fire from before Yom Kippur, and the next day, they placed these heated slabs into the water, to remove the chill of the water. And even though taking a boiling hot slab of metal and putting it into the water that's going to cause the water to boil is a shvus, is a dirabonon, says the not a problem. She'en shvus b'migdash. There's no issue of shvus in the Beis Amikdash. And therefore, even though this is an Isidur Rabbanon, but nevertheless, being that it's in the Beis Amikdash, it's allowed to be done to make it easier for the Kayan Gadol to go to the Mikveh. Chach, as oichin dem fal, even though in this case, there is another option. As only Zayn can shvus to do something that would help the Kayan Gadol without transgressing a shvus. As the Ramah himself concludes in the same halacha, Another option is to, to mix hot water in the mikveh water. In this case, this is not an Isidur Rabbanon because you're taking the, the, uh, the hot water that's not 
uh, in a clear shine, and you're pouring it into the other water that is, and it's not going to become hot. It's just going to take away the chill of the cold water, and therefore, there's no, it's not an Easter even the Rabbanon. So there is a second option here, and yet the Raman Paskins, that we could use the other option, which is a Shvuz, Shein Shvuz B'migdash. So we see that the Raman Paskins ain't Shvuz B'migdash, even when there is another way to go. Zoysvoid, here is another example. The Raman Paskins, the Raman Paskins, as Eivder Kayan Gadol Bikish Lisnamnim, the night of Yom Kippur, the Kayan Gadol is not allowed to sleep. So if the Kayan Gadol begins to doze off, is Pirche Levia mocking the fun of Be'ed's Batsreida? The young Kayanim would snap their fingers. Chotos is a Shvus, we did a Paskin to Shabbos. Even though snapping the fingers is a Shvus, it's similar to clapping, which according to the Rambam is not allowed on Shabbos because it's making a sound. It's Mashmiyakoil. Even though. There's other ways to wake up the Kayan. You could call his name, you could scream at him, you could move his chair. There are other ways to do so. There's other ways, other methods to help the Kayan remain awake. Nevertheless, the Ramam says you can snap the the, 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 the can snap their fingers, even though it's a shvus. So here are two examples where the Ramam paskins that ain't shvus b'migdash, even when there is another option. So how does the Kesef Mishnah say that according to the Rambam, ain't shvus b'migdash only applies to a case where there's no other option? Here we see two examples for that. The pastor's coming So the Rebbe and Sif Beis is going to make a differentiation, a distinction between the different cases. The Rebbe is going to suggest that both the case of the Kohen Gadol falling asleep or the case of the Kohen Gadol being elderly or sick is in itself an out of the ordinary case. And therefore, we're more lenient. But if it was an ordinary case, if it was part of the protocol, part of a, a, something that happens all the time, then we would not be lenient about the shvus if we have another choice. Let's see that inside. Pastors came mechalik zayin the klal for shvus b'migdash eich b'dev shemiyanachar. This rule that we say ain shvus b'migdash that one is permitted to transgress a shvus even when there is another option is blazed with us as an aray is only when it is an out of an out of the ordinary situation. There's a, there's a unique situation that can be handled by transgressing a Then we would allow the, the person to break the shvus even if there is another choice. For example, if the kangadol is elderly or ill, or he's falling asleep, the regular order of things, the established order of things, cannot be connected, we cannot depend on a shvus if there's another choice. But if there's a, a unique, unexpected situation, then you could rely on the hatter of shvus even if there's another choice. And in our Rambam, he's talking about an established protocol every single Shabbos. And since there is another choice to use the candles that were lit before before Shabbos, therefore we don't want to establish a weekly, uh, uh, a weekly but even if it's not weekly, but if it's an Inyan Kavua, if it's an established order to do something every single time when it's really a Shvuz, when it's really an Iser, the Rabbanon. 
So this is the Rebbe's achilik between why in one place the Kesef Mishnah says that the Ramam holds that ancient Shavuz Mikdash doesn't apply if there's another option. Because in that case, it was a Seder Kavua. It was an established order of uh, events. Whereas in other places, the Ramam is more mekel. And he says, we do say ancient Shavuz Mikdash because those were extraordinary situations. And the Rebbe now refutes his own Hezber. The Hezber is Abar Nitma Spika. Not a sufficient explanation. We find another instance where there is a, a permission to break a shvus, even though it is a seder kavua. It's not an extraordinary situation. Watch the example. If the 14th day of Nisan, which is out of Pesach, falls out on Shabbos, and then the, you have to do the carbon Pesach on Shabbos, the carbon Pesach overrides Shabbos. Is their din as many mafshit them or from them carbon al gabayamakos? The din is is that you you uh, uh, suspend the animal from the rods, so that way you could skin the, you could take the skin off, you could skin the animal. Now, generally speaking, to skin an animal is actually an av melacha, is an isra But when you're skinning the animal, not to use the skin, but you need it for the for you need the meat for the carbon or for any other reasons, but it's not for the oiroi, it's not for the skin. Then skinning uh, the animal is a derabanon, is a shvus. Now, over here, we're saying that you're allowed to skin the animal even when on the rods, which is which is breaking a shvus. Just as you do it during the week. Even though there is a way out to make it a non-shvus. For example, uh, one example that's brought is if they had two kayanim standing next to each other and they would suspend the animal from the shoulders of the kayanim, then you would be doing it with a shinui, not the way it's regularly done, and then it's not even a dirabonon, it's not even a shvus. So there is a way to do so by not doing a shvus, and nevertheless the Naman Paskins, that you do so in this way, al gabayamaklis. Why? Because ain't shvus mikdash. Even though it's a seder kavua, and it's efsher binyanacher, even though it's it's the normal order of of, of it, it's it's an established order, and there are other ways to do it. You can't really answer that erev pesach is called erev pesach is called an extraordinary situation because it only happens once in every few years. Because at the end of the day, since it happens on a regular basis, even if it's not every week or every single year, it's still considered a seder kavua. And therefore, if the if the explanation was was that the re, that ain shvus b'migdash, when there is we, we don't say ain shvus b'migdash if there's another way out that it doesn't apply to a seder kavua, then it wouldn't have applied to erefesos chal b'shabes, and we see that it does apply. We are saying ain shvus b'migdash. So we're back now to our original question. Why is it that in the case of the inspection that was done by the Kayanim on Shabbos, early Shabbos morning or Friday night before the end of the night, does the Rambam Paskin to not use the torches, even though using the torches would be a shvus and ain't shvus b'mikdash, there's no prohibition of shvus in the Beis HaMikdash. Sivgimel Derev is going to ask two more questions on the placement of these halachas. In the halachas anal b'siyum hilchas pesabchinu. In these halachas, as they are in the end of Hilchas Beis Abchira, 
we have another couple of general points to point out. Aleph Farvos bring the Rambam od dem inyan Hilchas Shmidas Beisabchira. The eighth pedic of Hilchas Beisabchira is focused primarily on the dinim of guarding the Beisamikdash. Why are these halachas that are about inspecting the 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 Beis to seemingly to prepare for the day's work? Why are they included in the halachas of guarding the Beis Hamikdash? The halachas biz halach yedal of geherin to dem pedik in zei retzich vegin shmiras hamikdash. These halachas uh, up until this point are talking about guarding the Beis Hamikdash. But these two halachas, about the inspection and about the inspection on Shabbos, do not seem to fit in with the laws of guarding the Mikdash. Rather, it seems like it's discussing the prerequisites for the order of the service of the day. They have to inspect to make sure that everything in the Azara is as it should be. In order to begin the order of the day, it really belongs in the in the halachas that discuss the daily work in the Beis Hamikdash. When a state and it is mentioned there briefly, so it seems that it does belong there. So why does the Rambam even mention it over here in Hilchas Beis Abchira in Peirik Ches, which talks about the Hilchas Halachas of Shmirah Samikdash? Beis the last halacha Yud Beis is a hemshich from the halachas of The last halacha, halacha Yud Beis, which discusses the the the. The inspection of Shabbos seems to be a direct continuation, almost part of the previous halacha. Ukemefurish, as the Ramam states very clearly, that we're doing the same thing. We're just adding on the Shabbos. There was one a, a, a caveat that was done differently. Why does the Ramam separate it into its own halacha? Especially since we know that the division of the halachas and the Rambam is precise, exactly the way the Rambam separated and divided the, 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 the halachas and the, the prakim and the individual halachas as they are in the prakim. So, and it could be learned from the fact that something is separated or something is included with, uh, with something else is actually something that we could derive halacha from that. So why over here did the Ramam take this, this detail about Shabbos and divide it or separate it into another, into a different halacha? The Bir Baza. The Rebbe is going to give two Birim. Really the two Birim are, are connected. By the way, I understand the Sicha is that there's two ways to look at this. Here is the first one. The Ramam is bevar b'tchilas apedek. Ashmiras amikdash is nit b'pachad oivim. Namishum kaved amikdash. The Ramam begins in the beginning of the Perek. With the Achperik Ches, this final Perik of Hilchas Beis Abchira, which is discussing the halachas of Shmira, of guarding Beis Amikdash, that we're guarding the Beis Amikdash not because we are afraid of enemies that are going to infiltrate or or or, or, or damage the Beis Amikdash. The Mishum Kavad Amikdash, the guard was there, the guarding was there as part of the honor and the prestige. Of the base meters. Well, ain't a doma palter in Shiasal of Shaman in the Palter Shadal Shaman. As the Ramam says, you can't, can't compare a palace that has guards to a palace that doesn't have guards. The palace that has guards is, 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 is seems to be a much more uh, prestigious uh, uh, place than, than a, a palace that's just sitting there. 
From them is move on as the protein like in Velcha, Sretzich, and then Perik, said Mishum Kavada Mikdush. So from this we understand that, that this Perik is not solely about Shemira Samikdash, about guarding the Mikdash, but it's things that are connected to Kavada Mikdash, the honor of the Besa Mikdash. Apiza Kemenzavim. So according to this we can say, as Oichter Inyan Abdika is Mishum Kavada Bais. Now the concept that the Beis HaMikdash had to be inspected every morning is not so much to make sure that everything is in place just so that the Avaidah should be able to begin, but rather it is an element in the Kavod Habayis, in the, in the honor of the, the Beis HaMikdash. And that answers the question right away. Why? What is the, is the Bedika? the inspection of the Beis HaMikdash, doing in the same halacha, in the same Patek, as Shmiras HaMikdash guarding the Beis HaMikdash, because both are parts of the Kavod HaMikdash. The Bediki is Gitan Givar and Be'ikin Nitnan HaTzachonetz HaVed HaMikdash. This inspection was done not so much as a, pre, as a preparation to the Aved, nor as Kavod HaMikdash, rather it was part of the Kavod of the Beis HaMikdash. As it is explained in a different Sicha, about the, the about the shmira, as them, what is so honorable about the guarding the base of mikdash? The guarding it shows that we never take our mind off of the base of mikdash. We're always thinking about it. We're always present, making sure it's being taken care of. So following this thinking that the shmira is. A form of not being Masiach Das, so to the inspection. The fact that every morning we would go and inspect and make sure that everything is in order, so that everything can be done that day properly, this is not just a practical thing to make sure that everything is in place, but it's actually part of not being Masiach Das, and therefore it is a, a, an element in the Kavada Mikdash. And according to this, it'll make it more gishmak. This will make it more understood by the Kayanim who performed the inspection. After they would finish, they would say to each other, Shalom, Akel, Shalom, peace, everything is peace. And not use a different type of phrase that would be more appropriate to inform the, each other that everything is in order and ready to do the Aveda. Everything is in its place. Everything is as it is. To use a more uh, slang, everything is under control. Why did they use the word Shalom Akel Shalom? It's a more honorable phrase than saying everything's under control or everything's in its place. Everything's in its place sounds like, uh, like you're just making sure that the, uh, everything's on the right shelf. But when you say Shalom Akel Shalom, it is, it is a, 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 uh, it is a more uh, overarching expression to say that everything is at peace. Everything is, in, everything is as it should be in a, the most respectable, dignified manner. So that is the, the, the foundation of the answer that the Rebbe is going to give with regards to ancient Mikdash. And that is that we have to first understand that the reason, the, the idea behind the inspection that took place every day was that of kavod, was that of honor to the Beis Mikdash. 
Now we're going to understand, now, now using this reasoning, we'll be able to understand the idea of Ainsmus Bamigdash, but first we're going to introduce one more idea. And that is the fact that uh, on Hanukkah, when it came to the Nes Hanukkah, the Abishtah made a miracle that the oil that should have lasted for one day lasted for eight days. And we're going to ask, why did we need a miracle if the halacha is, at least according to one opinion, that tuma hutra bitzibur, that when something is tummy, but it affects the entire congregation, the entire community, the chachamim permitted uh, uh, to use something that's tummy. So they could have used the, the impure olive oil. Why did they need the nes? The fees according to this, the fact that the inspection was an act of covet to the Beis Hamikdash. This will answer our question: Why the Rambam says why the Rambam does not rely on the allowance of Einshvus Bemikdash? Ubahakti. First, we have to preface in the story of the miracle of the oil. The Greeks defiled all of the oil that was in the Beis Hamikdash. Then they went and they searched and they found only one jar of olive oil that was still sealed with the seal of the king. It only had enough to light for one day. There was a miracle. They were able to light for eight days. There's a very well-known question. There is an opinion that holds that 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 when something is tummy, which generally speaking, we would not use it because it's tummy and everything in the base of English has to be toher. Nevertheless, if this affects the entire congregation, then it's hutra. Then it becomes mutter. You're allowed to do something even if it's tummy. So according to this opinion, why did the Abish have to make a miracle with the oil? They were allowed to light the oil with shemen tummy because since they had no other oil and and therefore, the, well, the, the only other option would be to not light the base, to not light the menorah, which would affect the tzibur, it would affect everyone. So the halacha, according to this opinion, is that you would be allowed to light the menorah with with non-pure olive oil. So who needs the nays if halachically you're allowed to use the shem and tummy? And for of them, the farsh and the farshim answer that ah, even though it's true that tuma is allowed when it affects the the entire community. The Abishar wanted to display how precious the Eden are to him. Therefore, he made a miracle. So the to be able to fulfill this mitzvah of kindling the menorah without having to rely on the heter, on the allowance of Using non-pure olive oil, impure olive oil. In other words, the fact that the tumah is permissible is as That's what you're talking about the aveda. When you're looking at the actual job that has to get done, you're allowed to use something that's tummy or or, or a person that's tummy. But when you're talking about the relationship of the Abishter with Yidin and the Abishter's the preciousness that the Yidin are have to the Abishter. We have to avoid using the tumah, even though halakhically it's permissible. In other words, the Abishter did not want the Yidin to have to do a second class a job and say that now when we're lighting the Menorah after this victory, we're going to use Shem and Tomei because that's the halacha. 
The Abishter wanted to say, show them how precious they are and made a nace that halachically you could say was not necessary, but it was necessary to prove the, how much the Abishter loves the Yidin. And the same idea could be applied in our discussion with regards to the inspection that would take place early Shabbos morning and the fact that the Ramam does not, does not want them to break a shvus and tells them instead to use the, the, the lamps that were kindled from before Shabbos. If it was just another item that had to get done, even if it was a part of the Aveda, is the din as ein shvuz mikdash, and the din is truth, truly, that there's no concept of shvuz. The Rambam says elsewhere that this is not something that's a bediyeved, that is, a a a, uh, a a a a secondary situation, but even lechatchila, even to begin with, even uh, um, in in the best possible scenario, there is the allowance that a person that should break the shvus and do the whatever avoda this is in order to be to have it done right. So, but that's only if you're looking at this from the perspective that it's part of the avoda. But since, as we said in Siv Dalid, that this Bedika, the inspection, was not just about the Avoida, but it was about the honor of the Beis Amikdash. So in order to emphasize how important it is, the honor of the Mikdash, similar to what we say with regards to the awe that one is obligated to have in the Beis Amikdash, it's not from the bias itself, from the building itself, rather it's from he who commanded to, uh, to have the base to, to be in awe of the base amigdash, which means that the Yiras amigdash is really Yiras Hashem. Similarly, with regards to the honor of the Migdash, what are we honoring? Who are we honoring? We're honoring the Abishter who commanded us to build the base amigdash. So, since the inspection was part of the covered amikdash, is badem nit masim as the bedikis omel lachatchila zayin and anefin as bedarf ankumen to a hetif and ancient amikdash, it is inappropriate that the inspection should be done in a way that we have to rely on a heter on an allowance and do this in a second grade, second class level. We want to do it in the best possible way, and therefore we don't want to have to break a shvus. This is why the Rambam paskins that they shouldn't use. That they shouldn't use the, uh, the the torches in their hands, not because it wasn't allowed uh, uh, had this been an aveda, but because this is also covered on mikdash. We want to do it in the most honorable, uh, dignified way, and that is to not have to depend on a heter of ancient mikdash. This will also explain why this detail, the fact that Shabbos was different than the weekday, is Aleph, Shaykh Silchas Besabchira belongs in Hilchas Besabchira, Umbeis Kumtina Alacha Befneatzma, and secondary, secondly, it is placed in its own Alacha. Because this uh, highlights a greater emphasis in the covet of the Mikdash. By putting it in a separate halacha, the Ramam is telling us, not only as we said in halacha yudalif, that every single day, in order to enhance the honor of the Mikdash, we would inspect it every day, but more than that, there's another halacha, 
in, we, we're taking this to the next level. The inspection was done in the most dignified, honorable way. Which is why on Shabbos we would not rely on a heter. Rather, we would use the candles that were already lit before Shabbos. So the halacha you'd base the Ramah puts it in a separate halacha to emphasize that this is a whole nother level in expressing the kavod amikdash that was done through the bedikah. Not only was the bedikah itself a a, a a a form of express of of, of expressing kavod amikdash, but the fact that on Shabbos they didn't use the hetter of ainsvus b'mikdash shows that this is even a greater level of kavod. This is why it is with this halacha that we conclude the whole set of halachas of Beis Abchira. Which cover, among other things, the covet of the Beis Abchira. Because this halacha uh, conveys the respect of the Beis Amikdash, the honor of the Beis Amikdash, in the greatest possible way. A hanhoga behidur mina hidur. A a, a conduct that is the beauty within the beauty. So, to, to summarize this biur, we said that Shmiras Amigdash is an Indian of Kavod. Bedika, the daily inspection, was also a form of Kavod, which is why it is placed in the same Pedic as the other things that are discussing Shmiras Amigdash. And once we understand that it's about Kavod, we now understand why the Ramam doesn't want to rely on the head of Ein Shavuz because we want to do this inspection in the most beautiful possible way, which is to not rely on any Hetedim. In Siv Zayin, the Rebbe is going to give another beer. It's not entirely a brand new beer, because somewhat it depends on some of the ideas that were already introduced. But the Rebbe uh, takes it to another level to, to bring out another point that will help us understand why we're not using the heter of ancient Muslim Mikdash. But, but first we have to preface a very interesting paradox. We're talking here about, here about ancient Muslim Mikdash. But let's go about what a, how does it work with regards to the Avoidah in the Beis Mikdash and Shabbos. With regards to doing Malacha. In the base of Migdus on Shabbos, we find a paradox. Two opposites. On the one hand, we find that the daily Avoid, the carbon Tamid, or the carbon Musaf on Shabbos, Yantif or the Shredish, and other carbonists that had a designated time that couldn't be done on the next day. Not only do they override Shabbos, not only are they permissible on Shabbos, but it is a mitzvah to do them on Shabbos. Mi'idoch Gisa, on the other hand, Ober, is the din as ein binyan beis amikdash Shabbos. When it comes to building the beis amikdash, that does not override Shabbos. As it is learned in the mechilt in the beginning of our parasha, parashas vayakel. Therefore, was meishat makdim gvendem tzivui from Easter melacha b'Shabbos. Some tzivui from melachas amishkan. Meishat gathers all the yidden to tell them about building the beis amikdash, building the mishkan. He introduces it by telling them the the, the din of observing Shabbos. From this, the Mechilta learns that the Binyan Beis Amikdash was not Deiche Shabbos. The building of Beis Amikdash did not override Shabbos. So this seems like a paradox. When you come to the building of the Beis Amikdash, 
You're not allowed. It doesn't. It's not doicha Shabbos. It doesn't override Shabbos. But then, when you're doing avoid in Beis it's a mitzvah on Shabbos uh, to do it, even though it uh, it entails uh, um, a desecrating Shabbos. And this is the explanation. After the way was completed, and it is a it is a holy space. And we're discussing a detail, an element within the base amigdash. Then these these details are not considered a mundane act. Once you're inside the holy space. Everything that you do is holy and not mundane. Shabbos, so it's not called desecrating Shabbos or violating Shabbos because what you're doing, because you're in the space of the Beis Amigdash, which is a holy space, even, even th- things that outside of that space would be considered mundane activities that are prohibited on Shabbos, but inside the Beis Amigdash, they're considered acts of holiness. But when you're creating the Beis Hamikdash and you're creating the holiness, which means it's not there yet, you're just trying to bring it together. Then it's not appropriate. It doesn't make sense that you should try to create holiness by doing something that violates or desecrates Shabbos. So this is the explanation. When you talk about building the base on Mikdash, you're still trying to create this space, this space of holiness. It has to be done with the holiest in the holiest way possible, and not to entail any aspect of Chilul Shabbos. But once the place is built and the holiness is there, then the things you're doing inside that space are by definition holy because of the space that they are in. And therefore, on Shabbos, you're allowed to be Mechalel Shabbos even in the Beis HaMikdash. Ve'alderech, since earlier we used the example of the Neis Chanukah, we'll bring another explanation for the Neis Chanukah that is, that, 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 that expresses this point that we're making over here, that there's a difference between when you're creating the space, the holiness, and when you're inside the space of holiness. Which this would be similar to other, another explanation that are brought by the Mepharshim with regards to the Nase of Hanukkah. The reason that by Nase Hanukkah we did not rely on the rule that Tumah is permissible in the case that it affects the entire community. And instead the Abishter made a Nase, a miracle. The oil should last for eight days. Because then they were rededicating the entire base of Mikdash uh, anew. And when you're making a new holiness, a new, when you're recreating this holy space, you can't say to Muhutra. It's like building the base of Mikdash where you can't rely on anything that's a Chilul Shabbos. You can't rely on anything that's Tomei. Only once you're inside the space, then you could rely on that Tumah. But by the, by, by the Neis Chanukah, which Chanukah comes from the word Chinuch, from dedication, they were rededicating the space that had been defiled by the Greeks. They could not rely on Tumah Hutra. It had to be done in the best possible way. So now we can apply the same concept to the Shvus prohibitions in the Beis HaMikdash. Chacham, Matek, Ben Shvus, Ben Mikdash, and Falin, Velchazayin, Farbudim, Tavayi, Ben Mikdash, Adam, Alach, Aboy. 
Where did the Chacham say that there's no Shavuz, that you're allowed to transgress a Shavuz? That's when you're doing something in the Beis HaMikdash, part of the Avaidah or the Melacha, the work that was done inside the Beis HaMikdash. Inside, I don't mean in the building, but in the space, in the, in the spiritual space of the, the already made holiness of the Beis HaMikdash. When you're talking about the actual building, including the honor of the Beis HaMikdash, which as we said earlier, is part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. The Chachamim, that everything that they established, they established it uh, uh, emulating the De'eraisa, and since... In the De'eraisa, when it comes to Binyan HaMikdash, you cannot be Mechalol Shabbos, so too, in the, even inside the Beis HaMikdash. When you're talking about a Shavuos, if this, if this uh, thing that you're doing is related to the covet of the Mikdash, which is part of Binyan HaMikdash, the Shavuos would not be allowed. Das machen, oder sein, verstärken die Gedusche von der Beis to create the holiness, or to intensify and strengthen the holiness of the Beis HaMikdash, darf nicht getan werden durch Schwuss, should not done through a Schwuss action. So, so this is a little bit of a different explanation. Earlier we explained that because it was a Maise Shal Kavod, therefore, it wouldn't be Pro, the, uh, 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 wouldn't properly honor the Beis Hamikdash if you were to if you were to rely on a heter on, on, on a shavuos. Here we're saying something more than that. Here we're saying that being that the that, that the bedika was part of kaved Hamikdash, it's related to the binyan Hamikdash. And when it comes to binyan Hamikdash, it's not doicha shabbos. And if it's not doicha shabbos, it's not either doicha or shavuos. And following this reasoning, that we are talking about, when we talk about the Bedika, the inspection, it's, it falls under the category of Binyan Amishkan. Now we will also understand why the Ramam includes these halachas in Hilchas Beis Abchira. So now we can explain the reason why the Raman places these halachas in this will also explain why the Rabbi Yudha Anasi, the compiler of the Mishnah, included the dinim of guarding the Beis Hamikdash in Mesech the Midas. But in Yonah Zan and the Midas Abayis, who need blows dart for stretching like in the Avodas Anasis by Mesech the Midas speaks about the measurements of the Beis Hamikdash, the architecture of the Beis Hamikdash. The building plans. So why did Rabbeinu HaKadosh put the guarding of the Mishkan in Mesechta Midas and not in another, in another Mesechta that would discuss the Avoida, the work that was done in the base of Mikdash? This was also covered in a different Sikha, or I think we had it uh, uh, more than once. The mitzah, and this is a Chakira that is had between the Rishonim. Is the mitzvah to build the base of Mikdash? Or is the mitzvah to have a Beis HaMikdash? You have to build it in order to have it. But the mitzvah is to have it. The mitzvah of Minyan Beis HaMikdash is their chiyuv, nit pa'ula sabinyan. No, the titsof and their pa'ula der nifal. And the Rebbe is citing 
that the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash is not the act of building, rather it's the result of the building, the act of having it. There should be a Beis HaMikdash. The Ragat Shavar explains this at length. So the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash is to have a Beis HaMikdash. And now we understand that guarding the base Amigdash is part of this. Because also the guarding, the protection, is also part of the fact that they're maintaining, so to speak, the fact that there should be a house of honor. A house that's chosen by Hashem. In other words, if you said the, the mitzvah was to build the Beis HaMikdash, one could t technically argue that once it's already built, the mitzvah is done, and therefore what happens after it is not connected to the mitzvah of building the Beis HaMikdash. But if you say that the mitzvah is to have the Beis HaMikdash, then it's not just about the building, it's about maintaining it as well. And Shmira HaMikdash, guarding and protecting the Beis HaMikdash, is part of maintaining the building, and therefore it's part of Binyan, it's, and it belongs in the Beis HaBchira. And according to this, we can conclude, that also the fact that the Kainim are inspecting it on a daily basis, which as we said earlier in the Sikha, is connected to the covet, the honor of the Beis HaMikdash. It's not just a prerequisite to the Aveda of the day, nor is the, the, the inspection, which is part of the covet, is part of the Binyan of the building. The inspection is like part of the maintenance of the house. The house becomes more honorable and more beautiful. And now we can conclude and bring it all together why we're not saying when it comes to the inspection. Since this inspection is part of the building of the base of Migdash. Instituted as it would be midday so that you can, that that binyan amikdash is not deicha shabbos binyan amikdash is not either deicha the derabanon I don't need deicha and zeris shvus that even the isa derabanon should also not be overridden by the 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 that the uh, should not be overridden by the bedika and the bedika is done in a way that doesn't break a shvus. They use the candles that were lit from before Shabbos. So this is, in a sense, this is a second beer. Beer number one was because it's part of the Kavod Amikdash, therefore it would be it would be more honorable to not rely on a shvus. Uh, beer number two is that because because it's considered part of Binyan Amikdash and Binyan Amikdash is not Deicha Shabbos, therefore it's not Deicha Shvus either. Now. We had mentioned that that the uh, that the this halacha is the end of the is the seum of the conclusion of these halachas and according to the first Hezbollah, we explained why is this the seum because we want to end with the most beautiful way of honoring the Beis Hamikdash, and that is, is that even when they did the bedika bedika on Shabbos they did not break a shvus. In Siftes, the Rebbe is going to connect the seum. With the haschala, according to the second beer, that that that, that the bedika is a part of binyan amikdash.
And he's going to say how the Rebbe very often would connect the Siyum and the Haschala, that according to this Hasber, the second Hasber, the Siyum of Hilchas Beisabchira is directly connected to the Haschala of Hilchas Beisabchira. And according to this, we can now connect the end of the halachas to the beginning. The notes, as we know, that the that the end is always connected with the beginning. In the beginning of Hilchah Bezabchira, the Ramam establishes the, the parameters of this mitzvah. Lasso is biased la Hashem to make a house for Hashem. Nit livnois. The Ramam doesn't say the mitzvah is to build a house for Hashem. The Ramam says it's to make a house for Hashem. Vostafun learned men up. And this is one of the places from where the Ragachavar learns. As the mitzvah is not the pu'ula sabnia, that the mitzvah is not the act of building, nor the titzah, rather it's the outcome, as is ozayna bayis la Hashem, it ala protem, as bayis that it should be a house for Hashem with all of the details, with all of the amenities that a house of Hashem needs. So as we see it in the very beginning, the Ramam uses the term lasis, which teaches us that the mitzvah is to have a house, not just to build a house. And from this, we learn that, that even after the building was done, to constantly maintain the building in a manner that it should be a house for Hashem. And this very idea is emphasized in the last Pedic. For this very reason, because the mitzvah is to have a house, and you have to constantly upkeep this house, or keep up this house, that it should be a house befitting for Hashem. Therefore, guarding and protecting the Beis HaMikdash is part of this. Until the very, very conclusion. Until the very last item on the discussed in the inspection of the Beis HaMikdash. That since that too is a part of the built building, of the base of Chira, it is not the Shabbos, it doesn't even override the Shavos. So the, so the very same concept is discussed in the beginning, the fact that the mitzvah of the Beis HaMikdash is to have a house and to keep, uh, to keep up this house in the manner that's befitting to Hashem. Similarly, in the end, we talk about Shminas HaMikdash to maintain this house in an honorable way. And even in the very last halacha, we, it stands out this point that when it comes to uh, inspecting the base Amigdash, it's done in a way that is that, that that is a way of covered to continually maintain the proper respect for this base Amigdash. And one of the ways that it's done is is by recognizing that it's a chalik of binyan Amigdash and therefore not uh, overriding Shabbos, not even overriding Shavos. And now to uh, elaborate on this, this connection between the beginning and the end of Hilchah Besabchira, um, on a more on a deeper level, um, in Sif Yud. It was discussed many times as Afalpivas mitten binyan amishkan ubayis edition v'sheni hot me mekayeng when the mitzvah of Asad Mikdash that even though. When they built the first base of Mikdash and then the second base of Mikdash, that was the fulfillment of the mitzvah, you shall make for me a Mikdash, a sanctuary. But that was not the ultimate completion or the ultimate perfection of this mitzvah. This will only be accomplished by the Mikdash, by the base of Mikdash that would be prepared by the hands of Hashem, the third base of Mikdash, which will be an eternal base of Mikdash. We actually discussed this just recently when we spoke about the 
Geniza of the Aryan, the fact that the Aryan was hidden. We spoke about um, the the first two Bati Mikdashes versus the Bais Shlishi, that's Mikdash Adnai Kenan Yadacha. It is eternal because uh, its hand, it, it's made by the Abishter. This concept that the ultimate completion of the Beis Hamikdash is when when Mashiach comes is alluded to in the fact that the Ramam concludes these halachas with the order of the inspection that was done specifically on the day of Shabbos. The Ramam is to allude to us as the siyum ushleimus of Beis that the ultimate culmination. And completion of the base abchira is in the mikdash vesvet zayin lasid lavei in the miyim shekulei shabbos. That when are we going to see the siyum of base abchira, the culmination and the completion of the building on Shabbos, meaning the yom shekulei shabbos when Mashiach comes, the day that is known, uh, the time that is known as Shabbos. Kemen dochmeinin. Person might think that since the the completion of this Beis Hamikdash, it's only going to happen when Mashiach comes in the future. He would think that what we do today, our avoda today, is not meaningful. It has no significance. There's no Beis Hamikdash, and everything that was done till now is not the is not the ultimate. Avor and the Ramam, therefore the Ramam clarifies as other Rabbi that quite the contrary. Belayli Shabbos ain't biyadam or they don't have fire with them, they don't have light with them in their hands. Elabayit kim benedis at lukim shomay out of Shabbos. They are checking, they are inspecting the base amigdosh with light that was lit mer Shabbos in the mizman fun yom shekule Shabbos in the time where it's totally Shabbos is ain't biyadam or near mitzvah teira or they don't have fire, they don't have light in their hands. These are a time that people are going to say, I don't want this. Mashiach is going to come, people are going to say, I don't want this time. Because it's not, because in and of itself, it does not have inherent light. The light that we are going to experience when Mashiach comes will be the light that was kindled from from Erev Shabbos, from before Mashiach comes, from the time of Golos. In the time of Golos is when we kindle the fire. And that and that is the light that we will benefit from when Mashiach comes. The ultimate completion of the third base amigdish is that then it will be revealed to us the value of the Avedah that we're doing today. Our deeds and our actions throughout the duration of Golos. Today we don't, we, we don't appreciate it. We don't understand its value. When Mashiach comes, then we'll appreciate the value. That is the Shlemus. The Shlemus is that we'll be able to, 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 to use the light and the fire that was kindled on Erev Shabbos when, before Mashiach comes. And we'll be able to enjoy that light and to appreciate that light. This encourages us and strengthens us in our Aveda to erect our own personal spiritual base Amigdash. teaches that there is a base Amigdash, there is a sanctuary within each and every Yid, but does break the Binya base Amigdash Lishi, which this will bring about the building of the third base Amigdash.